So what's this? I said. I brandished the contract at him like a knife. It would have been far more effective if he'd been sitting across from me like a normal person. Instead, I sort of had to flap it under his nose. That faint smile creased his face again, and he turned, propping one arm up on the back of the couch in an overly intimate manner, and tilted his head again. It is a contract for marriage, he said. I thought your father would have told you that much. Oh my God, he was infuriating and sexy. The heat of his body radiated across the small space between us. My shoulder nearly brushed his chest, and I wished I had worn a thin skirt because I was almost positive his knee was touching mine, but my clay-stained jeans were too thick to feel it. My knee tingled anyway, sending shivers up my leg. They wrapped around and under, curling at the hot apex of my thighs. I did my best to push the feeling away. Yeah, I know that, but why? He shrugged. I would like a wife, he said. And you're willing to take on my father's bad debt for it? He pursed his lips, a gesture too delicious not to be purposeful, which of course didn't stop my gaze from being drawn to them. I wanted to run my tongue against the seam of his mouth and tease it open, snake my tongue inside and do battle with his. Unconsciously, I found myself licking my own lips as I stared at his face. When I realized what I was doing, I stuffed my tongue back behind my teeth and raised my eyes. He stared back at me, cool and knowing. Your father's debt, he said is not insurmountable. His company is still worth something in name and contacts. Almost absently, he reached out and took the contract from me, angling his wrist so that his fingers slid over mine. Over the sudden sound of my blood pounding in my ears, I heard myself gasp. Deliberate and controlled, that's what he was. He laid the contract on the table and turned back to me. His gaze drifted up to my hair a messy bird's nest of dark chestnut curls that I could never tame, and settled for piling on top of my head in the most haphazard manner possible. One hand reached out and teased a curl from the mess I'd pinned it into today. I should have stood up and walked away. I should have slapped him. I should have screamed. Instead, I let him. Boy, was that dumb. His fingers twined around the lock of hair. It was as though he were twisting me around his fingers, up and over and under. My skin burned and my lips, both pairs, were swollen and aching for his kiss. I tried to think through the desire unfurling in my belly. So, you get my father's company and me. I, uh, I mean, it, uh, seems like a guy like you would have no trouble. Whoa! Anton Waters had leaned in and buried his nose in my hair. This was a little too far, even for me. I staggered to my feet, snatching the contract from the table. What do you think you're doing? I demanded. For the first time, he seemed vaguely surprised. Seeing if we are sexually compatible, he said, as though this were obvious. That's awfully presumptuous of you. I haven't even said I would marry you yet, I exclaimed. My legs trembled and I wished I could sit down again, but I didn't want to show weakness. A faint line appeared between his brows as he frowned. But why would you agree to marriage if you did not desire me sexually, he said, like he was a f***ing robot, a f***ing hot robot.
It seems wise to get such things out of the way to begin with, before anyone makes a decision they regret. He lifted his chin and ran his eyes over me appraisingly. I felt his gaze like a blowtorch, blasting away my resistance, exposing my skin, melting my bones. I believe we would do quite well in that regard.